Well, it seems like it's been a tradition forever. Um, every year at Christmas, the kids present a Christmas pageant. Some say that that tradition goes all the way back to a Catholic friar in the 13th century. Because supposedly in the year of 1223, St. Francis of Assisi hosted a midnight mass in front of a full-size manger, which included live animals. Christmas pageants are done all over the world. But it's really unclear about when the tradition of including children in the pageants began. When did they start having children play the different roles in the, in the Christmas pageant? That tradition's a little unclear. When I think of kids and I think of Christmas pageants, I always think of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it's not a Christmas movie. We've been talking about Christmas movies through this month. That wasn't a Christmas movie, but it was a Christmas TV special. And it first aired in 1965. In the cartoon special, Charlie Brown has been ridiculed and he's for picking out this rather sad-looking Christmas tree. And he kind of gets discouraged and he gets really down on himself about it. He feels bad that he picked out this sad-looking Christmas tree and he's been ridiculed for it. He's discouraged. He says, I guess I don't know what Christmas is all about. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? The character named Linus says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And he walks to the center of the stage and he says, lights, please. And then he recites the gospel of Jesus' birth. It's a direct quotation of Luke chapter 2. Linus quotes verses 8 through 14. Let's read that. Let's read a little further. Let's read verses 1 through 16. Would you please stand with me as I read through this? Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 16. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Please be seated. At Christmas... We celebrate that. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. But we celebrate it because we know what it means. 
We know that the manger leads to a cross. We know that Jesus came to be our Savior. He came to take our place upon the cross. He came to take our punishment. The punishment that we deserve because of our sin. Jesus came to take that. I love the Christmas holiday. I love the holiday because our hearts and our attitudes are turned toward good things. Things like peace and joy, hope and love. We share warm wishes with one another. We think beyond ourselves. We think about doing good to one another. But we need to be careful, though. Because even in the middle of all the things that are actually good, even in the midst of all of that good, we can still lose sight of the reason for the season. That scene where Linus recites the gospel of Jesus where he quotes the Bible passage about Jesus' birth, that scene almost didn't happen. Producers were a little hesitant to quote scripture in a kid's cartoon special. They just thought it would be dry and not really fit in a kid's cartoon, and they just didn't really think maybe they should include it, but they did. And that scene became a very tender and touching, a very enduring moment in TV history. Linus quotes the nativity story. And then he tells Charlie Brown, that's what Christmas is all about. It doesn't get much more direct or much more well stated than that. But even when it's that clear, even when it's that clear, somehow we can still miss it. We can still fail to see it. A couple of years ago, Leanne and I watched a TV special that celebrated the 50th anniversary of a Charlie Brown Christmas. At least twice they made reference to Linus quoting the scripture. But not once did they ever mention the words Jesus, Christ, or Savior. They just talked about him quoting the scripture, but they didn't mention Jesus, they didn't mention Christ, they didn't mention Savior. The president at the time was President Obama. And he and his wife, Michelle, had a video message about the special. They talked about gathering around the TV and watching Charlie Brown and the rest of the gang teach us about the true meaning of Christmas. And the president said, they teach us the true meaning of Christmas. They teach us that tiny trees just need a little bit of love. And that on this holiday, we celebrate peace on earth and goodwill to all because that's what Christmas is all about. Charlie Brown asked the question. Did you catch this? Charlie Brown asked the question, what is Christmas all about? And Linus says, I can tell you. And then he quotes the biblical story of Jesus' birth, the Savior being born. And then Linus says, that's what Christmas is all about. And somehow people still miss it. Somehow it still gets missed. The true Christmas story is heard The true Christmas story is heard, but somehow it gets turned into something different. We hear the scriptures, we hear the story of Jesus' birth, but then we go and declare that Christmas is all about peace on earth and goodwill to all men. We miss the whole point, that peace is only possible because a Savior is born. 
We miss the whole point that goodwill is expressed because a Savior is born. There's something about this Charlie Brown special that I didn't know. And so I looked into it to, to kind of get a little bit more details about it. And it was interesting. When Linus recites the story of Jesus' birth, there's something that's overlooked that maybe we should notice. He starts the story and he's holding on to his blanket. Linus always carried a blanket. If you remember the cartoon, Linus always had a blanket with him. It was a comfort to him, it was a habit. It gave him a sense of security. But when Linus tells the story, reads the scripture about Jesus' birth, watch closely. Because when Linus quotes the angel and says, fear not, he lets go of the blanket. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I looked and I searched and I kind of did some digging trying to find out if that was done intentionally. And, and I couldn't find any evidence or any record anywhere that it was or, or that it wasn't. But there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of thought that it was done to make just a little bit of a subtle point. Linus held that blanket for comfort, for security. But when he tells the story of Jesus' birth, he didn't need it anymore. I wonder what we have held on to to find comfort. I wonder what we have held on to hoping that it would give us safety and security. The angels on that Christmas night told the shepherds, they said, fear not. Fear not for they had good news. The Savior had been born. Jesus is the only security that we will ever need. Because of Jesus, we have nothing to fear. The Savior has been born. I don't know if we can ever really truly understand how significant that is. A Savior means no fear. Because a Savior means there's no longer any condemnation for our sin. A Savior means no fear because a Savior means we have been rescued from an empty, meaningless life that ends in pain, heartache, and judgment. A Savior means no fear because a Savior means that death is not the end. There's more beyond this life. A Savior means no fear because a Savior means that God loves us and he wants us 
to be with him. A savior means that God is with us. So we can let go. We can let go of our fear. We can let go of our insecurities. We can let go of our doubts. We can let go of our mistakes. We can let go of our worry that will never be good enough. We can let go of the loneliness, the bitterness, the anger, the resentment. We can let go of that burden to be something special, to be impressive. We can let go of that pressure to achieve and accomplish more. We can let go of everything that we tend to hold on to thinking it's what we need. We can let go because we know that there's a God in heaven who loves us so much that he gave us the gift of his son. So that through him, through his son, we can find peace, we can find joy, we can find value and worth and purpose. Jesus is everything we need. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way we can be forgiven, set free. He's the only way we can come to know God. No one comes to the Father except through Him. What an incredible gift that God has given to us. His Son. If you watch closely, Linus drops the blanket, but then after he tells of Jesus' birth, he picks the blanket back up again. It's hard sometimes to let go. We have habits and attitudes, addictions, that are really hard to let go of. But I I read an interesting observation from a man named Jason Sorosky. Jason wrote an article, and he, noticed, he, he noted in the article that at the end of a Charlie Brown Christmas, the kids all gather around and decorate the Christmas tree, and they sing. The music in the background has been the song, Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree. But when the kids sing, they sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. And while they sing, if you look, Linus has laid his blanket down again. He has it placed on the ground and wrapped around the base of the tree. Once again, honestly, I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it is, but it's interesting. Linus has let it go so he can worship. Linus has let it go so he can worship. Christmas is a time to celebrate. Christmas is a time to worship. And worship is all about letting go. Worship is a surrender. It's a letting go. It's a surrender. In Mark 10, Jesus is met by a man who has a question. The man wants to know what he must do to have eternal life. Jesus begins to list the commands. And the man quickly declares that he's a good man. He has kept the commands. And in Mark 10, verse 21 and 22, this is what Jesus says. Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said, One thing you lack, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. At this the man's face fell, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Sometimes we read this and we get so focused on the money issue. 
We tend to think that we tend to think that this man had a struggle with greed. He couldn't give up his money. And that's true. But what we need to recognize is that even more than the money, it was an issue of surrender. It was an issue of surrender. He wasn't willing to surrender, to let it go. His security, his value, his worth, his meaning came all in his success and all in his wealth. And he wasn't willing to let that go and say, this is not what fulfills me. This is not what I need. He couldn't give it up. Now, for us, it may not be about money. It might be a habit that we're not willing to change. It might be a bad attitude that we have no intention of trying to let go. It might be a fear that holds us back from where God really is trying to lead us. It might be priorities or activities that we've elevated higher than the Lord. Worship requires us to surrender, to let it go. But when we let go, God steps in. When we let go, then there's room and God steps in. That's the gospel. We surrender, we submit to Jesus as Lord and Savior, and the grace of God then is applied and fills up our life. That's the gospel. That's why we honor Christmas. That's why we celebrate Christmas. This Christmas, there's a good chance you might just get a gift that either you really don't want or for some reason just isn't quite right. Maybe it doesn't fit. You know, something about clothes before and after Christmas. Before Christmas, they might fit. After Christmas, they don't. I don't know what the deal is with that. But, you know, maybe it's because it doesn't fit. Maybe it doesn't work the way that you thought it would. Or maybe you prefer it in a different color. Or maybe it's something that you just really don't want or you'll never use. So what do you do? Well, you you take it back to exchange it. You trade it. And you get your money back. Or you exchange it, you trade it for something different. Let me tell you what the greatest exchange you can ever make is. The greatest trade you could ever make is you can come to Jesus and exchange your sin for his righteousness. You can come to Jesus, trade your sin, and exchange it for his righteousness. Turn in your sin and accept Jesus. Let him give you the gift of grace. In Christ, we are no longer guilty of sin. In Christ, we trade our identity as a sinner for the identity of a saint. In Christ, we're forgiven and we're declared righteous. In Christ, we are made new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 21 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness 
of God. That's the best exchange we could ever make. Our sin for Jesus' righteousness. I love that the kids in our Christmas program today sang the song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Because that is a message that we need to give to the world. That they don't have to be held accountable. They don't have to carry the weight and the guilt of their sin. Because a Savior has been born. This Christmas, we need to let the world know that it's not just about a holiday that's gift-giving and filled with excess and lots of good things. It's about a Savior being born. Please stand with me as I pray. Father God, we take a moment now to just say thank you. To worship you from our hearts. Because we know that you gave your son as a savior for us. His life, his death, his resurrection makes it possible for us to be in a relationship with you. Takes away our guilt, takes away our sin and forgives us and washes us as white as snow. So God, we worship you, we thank you, we celebrate who you are today. We honor you. Joy to the world, because God the Lord has come. May we reflect that in our actions, in our attitudes. May we share that message loudly. With grace, with truth, with compassion and kindness. A Savior has been born. We thank you, Lord, for that incredible gift. In Jesus' name, amen.